Hello, LinkedIn. Make sure you're liking, you're sharing. Shout out your city and state. We want your questions. We want your comments. Here we go. Fire up your Friday. Fired up Friday. With Steve Spiro, the master connector. I am Steve Spiro, the master connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the Master Connector. LinkedIn. We are on here. We got our crew here together. I'm going to tell you, we got Steve Spiro, our master connector. I'm going to bring him on the stage, but I want to make sure that you are letting us know where you are tuning in from. Make sure you are letting us know where you are watching the show from. And we just learned from Brent Tillman. This is a great tip. If you're going to watch this on replay, if you're watching this on replay, let us know in the comments, hashtag replay. We'd love to know who is watching this later. We'd love to know who is live now. So let us know where you're viewing in from. Make sure you're sharing this with your network. We want to spread the love. We want to network in the comments. Let us know where you're viewing in from, and we're going to get this show started. So I'm going to go uh, and just want to shout out, uh, everyone that is in the comments, make sure you're letting us know that you're watching live. Let us know where you're viewing from. We want to hear from you and we want to know how do you start conversations on LinkedIn. All right, I'm going to head over to Steve Spiro to introduce the main man, the master connector himself. Steve Spiro is a martial arts black belt and a master networker. He has moved from being a shy, introverted kid to the master connector he is today. Steve Spiro began his career starting his first company. It was an advertising company in NYC. He had an incredibly fulfilling career in advertising and marketing, but eventually pivoted to the technology industry. Today, he is a certified customer communications consultant with Quadient, where he consults and mentors companies to help them find more effective ways to connect with their customers. Steve Spiro believes in the power of mentorship, growing oneself through self-development and continuing to create meaningful connections through building a large network. Welcome to the stage, the master connector himself, Steve Spiro. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a blessing to be here with you, with you folks. Um, and uh, yeah, Cameron, thank you for all that you do. Uh, so, hey, Steve. It, uh, hey, hey, folks, it's Steve Spiro, the master connector. Uh, Cameron and I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, right now, it's every Friday, 2 p.m., although on, on the 21st, we'll be shifting to Mondays uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we come at you with engaging content on how you too can be a master connector. During this master connection series, each week our goal is to gather subject matter experts to impart their wisdom on us. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm very blessed to have my co-host Cameron Ho Cameron Toth. Cameron is the host and founder of BizDev Live. Uh, Cameron also founded Toth Event Staffing in 2011. Uh, Toth Event Staffing is a hospitality company providing staff to caterers cafeterias, 
and catering departments in Westchester, New York, and New York City. Uh, BizDev Live was founded in, 20, in 2020. BizDev Live takes Cameron's entrepreneurship experience and combines it with his passion for helping young people and business-minded professionals. Cameron's mission in life is to increasingly increase is increasing access to education and opportunity for all people. So please bring to the stage uh, my man, the, the the Wizard of Oz behind the stage, Mr. Cameron Toth. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you. I got a lot of folks checking in on the chat. Excited to shout them out. We got Susan Castelli checking in once again, saying hello. Uh, please let us know where you're tuning in. I I think it's Canada. Don't 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 shoot me if I'm wrong on that, Susan. Uh, Bryn Tillman checking in on the chat. Got Chris Dutra shouting me out. The man behind the curtain. Elben, thanks for checking in. Haven't seen you before here. Thanks for tuning in today. Great to see you, Steve. He says, Chris Dutra checking in. We got C2, Chris Dutra, and Chris Januski checking in from Yonkers. We got Chris Dutra checking in from White Plains. Got more folks in the chat here. Jeff, Jeff Dobro checking in. Jeff from Toronto. I hope everyone is having an awesome day. I think he's going to be on the show soon, if I'm not mistaken. Excited to host yeah, him and the Master Connector checking in from Stamford, Connecticut. All right, I'm going to get into uh, introducing all of our folks today. We got Bryn also checking in in the chat. What are your LinkedIn and social selling questions? We really want to help you excel on LinkedIn. We got the whole team from the Social Sales LinkedIn today. Make sure you're asking your questions. The more intricate, the more detailed, the more specific to your business, the better. Because if you have the question, somebody else has the question. Here we go. We're going to get into it. So I'm going to introduce an alphabetical order here. We got Mr. Bill McCormick jumping on the screen. Here we go. Bill McCormick discovered the power of LinkedIn and social selling when he and his wife started their advertising specialty company over five years ago. With only a handful of clients, he quickly became a student of social selling, discovering how to find leads and generate sales. Now, Bill's passion is to take what he's learned and pass that on to those in sales, helping them leverage LinkedIn to build stronger relationships, taking connections from the digital space to the face-to-face. -face. Please welcome to the show, the relationship builder himself, Bill McCormick. Hey, Cameron, thanks so much. So happy to be here coming from upstate New York. So to all the New Yorkers, welcome. Thank you very much. More shout out. Uh, we got Roland Irons Jr. in the in the chat from Richmond, Virginia. Alfred checking in from White Plains. Yes, Susan, I got it right. Ontario, Canada. <laughs> there it is. John Phillips checking in from Sefra, New York. Elvin checking in from uh, Orange County. We got uh, oh, so many people checking in. All right, we're gonna jump. Keep keep going here, Mister Bob Woods. Bob Woods was one of the first people on LinkedIn. Literally, he joined in December 2002 when LinkedIn when LinkedIn was just a few months old and he's never looked back. An award-winning salesperson, Bob has utilized LinkedIn and social selling even before social selling was a thing. Bob has trained and coached sales professionals around the world at companies big and small to effectively use LinkedIn and other tools to start sales conversations with qualified buyers. Specific companies where he has trained salespeople and teams include Experian, Penn Mutual, State Street, Fiserv, Trios, and UPS. Please welcome to the show, the LinkedIn beast himself, Mr. Bob Woods. I am getting t-shirts made with LinkedIn beast and somehow getting that bill. Bill can actually probably work on that with, with, with me a little bit on that. I love it. I'm very happy to be here. Very, very 
looking forward to taking your questions and and helping people out with their uh, with, with their LinkedIn um, efforts when it comes to social selling. Love it, Bob. We're going to fly over to Miss Bryn Tillman. Bryn Tillman is the LinkedIn whisperer and CEO of Social Sales Link. For over a decade, she has been teaching entrepreneurs, sales teams, and business leaders how to leverage LinkedIn for social selling. Please welcome to the show, the LinkedIn whisperer herself, Miss Bryn Tillman. I am so excited to be here. And it's so much fun, Cameron. I, you know, we've done things like this before podcasts, but I'm so excited that you're bringing in our team and we have so many great tips we are hoping to share with the audience. And guys, start asking your questions now because just like Cameron said and Steve said, the more granular we can get with your questions, the better we can help you grow your business. Absolutely. I'm going to encourage folks again on that as well. Ask those questions. Those questions are so helpful. We have such a great community. Thank you all for joining us today. We really, 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 really would not have this show literally without you as an audience. You really make the impact here. So uh, we're at your service and we really want to serve. So what are the questions? Are you trying to grow on LinkedIn? Are you trying to have conversations? Are you trying to start those conversations? Where are the struggles? Where are the challenges? How can we help you? And with that, how do how do you use conversations on LinkedIn to grow your business? Uh, we're going to throw this to our whole panel here. We're going to start off with the master connector himself, Steve Spear, and then I'm going to encourage my panelists, use that private chat. Let me know who wants to jump in on this next. Uh, go ahead, Mr. Steve Spear. Absolutely. And, and just to echo uh, Cameron, uh, you know, I, you know, we really appreciate having uh, not only the, the incredible panelists here today, but uh, all, everyone in our community for, for coming and supporting. And uh, we appreciate everyone. So we definitely want to hear from you. So please make sure you're asking questions. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I also am also an, a somewhat earlier adopter of LinkedIn, but I can't say I was as early as, as Bob was to the table. But definitely it's been a great, a great tool. And I think the misconception about LinkedIn is, you know, it, it's not a resume holder, although you could put your resume on there. It's not meant to be a glorified resume place. And, and it's really not meant to be like Facebook or, or some of the other, you know, social medias. It really has a business purpose, but you could use it well, or you could just use it or not use it at all. So uh, I found it to be very, very valuable in, in how, in creating conversations by just literally as people connect with me, I, I, I have a I have a some wording that I use and I just encourage a phone call or, or, or a Zoom call. It's, it's that simple. And, you know, uh, yeah, I go on a decent have a decent amount of phone calls or Zoom calls. But you know what? Every single one of them have been a blessing in a different way. That's how I feel about it. Right um, now that I know there's a much more strategic way and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what what Bryn and, and, and Bob and, and, uh, and, and the group have to say. Um, but definitely want to want to you know want to hear what your questions are as well. But to me, when I when I get on a on a phone call or Zoom call, there's no there's no agenda. Just purely trying to figure out, okay, how can I add value? What can I do to 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 be a blessing to you? And um, and that's that's been very very effective for me. I've I've, been, I've created some incredible relationships and and collaborations by doing that. So I'm again, I'm curious. I'm 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 on the show. Just because I like bringing on these these fine folks, and I want to hear what they have to say, I'm here to learn. So I, I'm I'm looking to learn versus more give today. So I just want to throw this this out there. So I know Bill wants to jump in, um, but we have a question from Chris. So as we're we're 
addressing this question, how to start these conversations, right? To, to How do we grow our business through LinkedIn, right? How do you go from a connection on LinkedIn to asking for their business without sounding like a salesperson? So right in the same vein, Chris, thanks for asking that question. Great member of our community. We always like uh, Chris jumping in and asking these questions because it really gets us started off. Thank you, Mr. Chris Januski. Go ahead, Bill. So you just got to unmute, Bill. 2020 theme song. Here we go. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> All right. So, so one of the things to realize is that is that LinkedIn, I liken it to a football team, right? Right. So there's there's basically three different teams on a football team. You have the offensive team, the defensive team, and the special teams. I'm the special teams. Uh, but LinkedIn has different purposes for different people, right? There's a recruiting side and an HR side where people are looking for jobs and finding jobs and connecting people jobs. That's actually how LinkedIn started back in 2006. I saw in the chat, somebody wanted to know when it started. And, and then there's the, the, the sales side of LinkedIn where people are selling things and they're trying to connect with people and, and basically build a business with it. And then there's the marketing side or the social media marketing side, LinkedIn pages and putting out information about your company so that people find it. That's, that's kind of more organic. What I like in LinkedIn too is a, is a, 365 day a week, 24 hour a day networking room. And that's for those of us that are in sales, for those of us that are using LinkedIn in business development, that's how we have to look at it as. And so when you're going into a conversation, when you're coming across people in your newsfeed, as Bryn says, you, you like that you need to think about this as a networking room. And you wouldn't just go right up somewhere around here at a business card. Here it is. You wouldn't just go right up to someone in a networking room and say, here, hi, I'm Bill McCormick and I sell LinkedIn training and do you need it? I help companies just like you. We, we don't, you don't do that, right? You don't. So why do we do that in, on, on LinkedIn? You know, it's all about starting conversations authentically and organically. And you have to, just like in a conversation with a real person, you have to look for an inroad. You have to look for a way to, to kind of, to kind of jump in there to, to make that conversation, to help that conversation along. Uh, you know, as we like to say, we need to start treating the people on the other side of the screen as if they're on the other side of the table or on the other side of the room. I love that, Bill. I love that. And I think that's so important because social media, whether you're on Instagram, LinkedIn, I find that you know, especially listening to the experts, it's all about that engagement, warming up those connections, and not just the uh, the, the the infamous post uh, and pitch, right? You know, just uh, just just selling the the straight sales thing. Hey, I have a service. Do you want it? Show me you're interested. And I and I get those posts all the time, which is you know just along the lines of, "Hello, I'm so and so, and I have this thing. Would would you be interested?" And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they haven't, you know, they haven't earned the right, you know, and that's what one of the one of the big pieces is we have to earn the right to have a sales conversation or really even to have a conversation with someone. And and when we jump right into the pitch and, and you know, people are doing that now on LinkedIn, even in connection requests. And what we like to say, you know, a, a connect and pitch is a bait and switch. So we really have to, to earn the right. And uh, I, I want to hear from some of my other coworkers. I'm hogging up all the time here. All right. So, so Bryn or Bob, who wants to jump in next? 
Bob, I think she's saying, Bob, Bob, she's, go ahead. She's pointing Bob's at me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, getting, getting back to, to the whole, um, to the whole networking situation, which, you know, one day we will be back doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, like, like Bill said, the whole business card thing is, is, is definitely not a right thing to do, especially because they don't even know what it is, what you do. You know, you may put out, you know, I'm in, I'm in it services. Let's work together. What the heck does it services mean to, to that other person? I mean, you really need to strike up that, that conversation and it really shouldn't necessarily be, you know, here's what I do. And then you just vomit all over them about what it is you do. You really should also be very interested in providing as much value as you can to that person before a sales conversation can even before you even start thinking about about having that so um that could be in question answer or you know just as the conversation just naturally kind of flows along and it may not even start or may not even be business oriented when you're having that very first initial conversation. Again, this is in the networking world, but, um, you know, just really translate that to LinkedIn where, because you're not face to face, you have an additional barrier. So why in the heck would you immediately throw out a sales pitch when you can't even see the person, you literally don't have a clue as to what this person is. And they're like, you know, I do IT services and yeah, nothing against people in IT services, by the way, it's just the first thing that, that popped up into my mind. But um, you really need to not only uh, begin a relationship, but do it authentically and in a genuine way too. So you're not doing that connect and pitch as a bait and switch because, you know, would you like that to happen to you? I know that I don't like it when it happens to me and I still get it on, on LinkedIn all the time. And that person, I mean, we have specific ways of dealing with it within social sales link because we train people to not do that basically. But, um, you know, for, for most people that would be an absolute turnoff. So why, why would you go and actually turn off people by, um, you know, by just pitching immediately, there's a phrase that, um, that's a Larry, Larry Levine calls it, um, it's um, commission breath. Everyone can smell commission breath. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it, it sounds desperate because quite frankly, it is desperate. So, you know, let let things kind of flow naturally and then you'll 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 know when it when it makes sense to to get on that phone call. And even then you should provide more value, more value, see how the other person takes it. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, just ask, you know, does it make sense for us to, uh, to, to continue on? And if so, then you can start talking more and more about actually selling to someone. I love that, Bob. And I, I think one yeah. of the things here, we got a lot of questions coming in. So I want to want to keep things moving and brief as we're going. And I want to direct this a little bit, Brent, as you answer this question about growing your business, you have not only a lot of connections, but a lot of following on LinkedIn. So as we're asked, we're, we're sort of talking this, this question mm -hmm. through how do you go from a connection on LinkedIn to asking for the business without sounding like a salesperson? I think that you provide a lot of information. I know, you know, from your LinkedIn presence to us conversating and, and presenting on Clubhouse, for example, you're doing mm -hmm. a lot of outreach in a lot of different places. How have you developed not only that 
following through through the connection request, but also through your content to build sales with people. Mm-hmm. And then we're answering Chris's question, yep, which is yep. how not to sound like a salesperson, even though you're trying to get the sale. Okay. So so we have to shift the way we're looking at this question, Chris, because you're saying, how do we go from a connection to asking for their business? We don't. So there's baby steps, right? We go from connection to providing insights. So one of the things we talk a lot about is we've got to detach from what that client is worth to us and attach to what we are worth to them. So we need to show up by providing value and insights, building relationships, knowing that the sales will come when the time is right. However, we've got to get on conversations. So, you know, the connection. So let's just say we take inventory of our first degree connections and we identify 82 people that we're connected to that we want to have a conversation with. What can we do? Well, number one, we have to start recognizing they probably don't want the content we want to share with them. So we have to listen. Let's go look at what are those folks engaging on. Maybe we start with a poll and we reach out to these 82 people and say, you know, we just put out a poll specifically for CIOs in the technology industry. And as a thought leader in the industry, I'd love your one-click vote and your insight. So now we can start to do a little listening and proactive research to find out what is it that they care about? What is a top priority in their world? You know, and my colleague said, you know, Bill and Bob said, you know, something a few times um, consistently is it doesn't, we don't have to talk about our solution initially. We would not walk into that networking meeting and start to talk about us. We would have a natural conversation. So let's, propose a topic to discuss that might lead to our solution, but we're not leading with our solution. And I think that's the key. And and then, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I just wanted to chime in. I got some nodding heads. I love that. Um, got some great comments coming in uh, from, from Rose, Jake Jordan, connections to growing insight. Great idea. Thanks for being here, Jake. Go ahead. Keep going, Brent. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. So, so, you know, as we go through our LinkedIn world and we're one of the mistakes we make as salespeople is everybody is a lead in our head and we've got to stop thinking that way. They are just connections. They're not a lead till they raise their hand and say, I'm interested, but let's say we get some hands raised and that's because they're engaging on our content or they visited our profile, but there are little triggers that you know they are interested. Now what we need to do is slowly nurture them and get them interested ultimately in having a conversation around additional insight. So it's not, hey, I wanna pull out my pitch deck and tell you how you can buy from me. But if they're engaging on your content, I think the next step is, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you're interested in this topic. This is something that's near and dear to my heart. If you're open, I have additional insights I'd love to share with you around A, B, and C. Let me know. I can send you a link to my calendar and we can put 15 minutes on the calendar, right? So so we need to do these little baby steps. We need to slow down the outreach in order to speed up the outcome. I love that. I love that. We gotta, we gotta get that. Somebody, somebody quote that in the, in the comments there. I love it. All right, Steve, I know you want to jump in and then Bill, I, I got you coming after. I also want to make sure we're addressing some of these questions. So I, I, I put it posted in the private chat, but we got a, a, um, 
question from John Phillips asking us to take us through the process from the acceptance of the invite to gaining a client. And I think Bren sort of started laying out that uh, process, right? You're providing value, you're you're doing your homework, you're doing re your research there and following up. Steve, take it away. Uh, Bren's got her finger up. You want to go, Bren? I, I just want to say, yeah. it feels like I know exactly what she's going to say. One of the best things you can do to get engagement right away is to your first degree connection, send a video message from your mobile device. Bill's like, I wanted to say that, right? But it's like, Bill does such a great job of this. He just, um, we had a, a prospect who was ghosting us a little bit, sent a video message, they're back on our radar, we're back on their radar, right? Send a video message, it's so personal, it takes no time, it's free, it's available on your mobile app, and if you, you know, what do you do initially? Now they're really getting to know you as a human being. Can I, can I ask one of you to just sort of model that for somebody? Cause I have a feeling you guys could just do it really quickly. So what does that look like? How are you setting up a special studio to do this video? Are you uh, getting a production team together for this video? How are you creating that video? So I, I, I see the heads wagging. So walk us through this. What does that look like? No, no. So it, it's really simple. So you just open up your, your LinkedIn mobile app and you just choose somebody to send a message to. And when you do it, you click on the plus button and you select your video screen. So I'm just going to grab it really quick. I'm going to send Jesse Rothstein from, from LinkedIn uh, Global Solutions a, a video message. So, so I've opened up my video screen. And what I do is I just pick, I just set it up so that our, our, our light icon is there. But you don't have to. You don't want this to be overly produced. It's something you're doing on the fly. And it's just like, hey, Jesse, thanks so much for voting on my poll. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a great weekend and hope to talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. And the first thing you want to do is smile first because that's the, however you look, that's what the first thing is. So I'm going to redo that. But <laughs> it's that. Really simple and it's a touch point. And listen, video it's the present. It's where we are right now because you're connecting with someone eye to eye, even though you're not face to face. So it doesn't have to be a huge production. It can be something you do that quick. I did it one day in the, I had to take my daughter to the hospital. And in these days, what happens is, you know, you, you can't, if you're, you can't go into the hospital with them, right? Because of COVID and everything. I was sitting in my car. What do I do? I sent five video messages and got four replies back before I got home. Great. I love that because you know it, it's it's another thing, and I, I um, I have it to do on my to do list. But I had a few face to faces this morning, and I was not in my suit. Uh, they got away from me. I had an interview early with staff this morning, and so one of the things I'm going to do with the folks that I was uh, one to one with this morning is send them a a follow up video, just saying, hey, how much I appreciated talking to them because. I want to show them. I, I do get dressed up. I get cool my hair and all that good stuff, right? And so it's it's. There's a lot of ways to utilize it, and I love the way that you just displayed that and modeled that for everybody. Steve, I know you wanted to jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's so many directions we can go from this one, right? But uh, you know, I did a I did a Fire to Friday video this morning, and I talked about uh, doing creating video and video content is super important, you know. And um, you know, earlier I think last episode we I, I did it today. Uh, it was talked about having on your profile, uh, uh, on the pi the picture portion of your profile, it, a, a video you could put up there, 
saying, hey, it's great, you know, glad that you connected with me or whatever you want to say. So video is great. It's a great way to just add a little extra human touch to it. And so I highly recommend it. And I have done some video messages. I've done some audio messages. And, you know, it's not an end all be all right. You can't do it. You know, uh, a good friend of mine who's a mentor to me says, you know, you know, there's two sides as a road and then there's two sides as two, di two different ditches. Right. So you don't want to get in either side of the ditch. Right. You want to be in the middle road. Not everything is going to be always video, but it's a great option to, to really stand out and make it different because not everyone's in a position where they could play the audio or they could watch the video. Right. Uh, sometimes like. Like there's times where, you know, I have some friends of mine that actually are now they're starting to send on my iPhone uh, audio messages. But I couldn't, I was in, I was in conference after conference. I couldn't even listen. And I knew that it was important, but I couldn't. But if he had texted me with words, I would have been able to see what he said discreetly and replied. So there's times and places for everything. But, um, you know, I'll just, I'll talk about, there's a, a few things that I like to do to engage people. Number one. Chris, my version, and you know me well enough, you probably know my answer. We probably, I know we for sure want to know what, what everyone else's take on this is. But for me, when I, I, first of all, I'm never pitching. Ever, 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 ever pitching, okay? I want to get to know you. So for me, when I, when I connect with somebody, almost immediately, I know there's different schools of thoughts. I almost immediately put a message out um, that I want to connect and, and get on, jump on a phone call and, and I've, I've given some thought to the language of it. Yes, is it copy and paste? Yes, but you know I, I customize it with their name. But it's 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 well thought out enough that I think it makes sense. And most people say to me when, after I get the message out, they say, "Wow, that was a really well thought a thoughtful message." Very few people say, and and probably it's just the negative people that are just negative, right? You can say anything to them, and they're going to be negative. I get an occasional negative, but most of the time it's a neutral or, or positive response. So I'm going to connect and hopefully get on a phone call now or a Zoom call. Does everyone do that? Of course not. But if I do, then I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to understand what you do. I'm going to find out a little bit of some of your pain points, but it might not happen in that first conversation. It's just initial connection. Um, another thing that I'm going to do is also I'm going to, uh, you know, post. I'm, I'm going to see who reacts. Uh, who, 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 who likes it, who comments on it. And I might take that and take it into a DM message, direct message and, and say, Hey, thanks for commenting. I'd love to have a conversation about that with you or something, right? That's another way you can get into, into dialogue with people when they respond to your messages, or maybe it's something that they responded to and you could take it into the DM. You don't always have to do everything publicly because sometimes taking it to the DM is, is a little bit more effective. I find, um, one other thing that I do that I find to be very, very effective, and I and and I, I learned this by by default, and that is in introducing people through LinkedIn. You know, it's not you pitching something because because you're actually introducing somebody else, and maybe it's something somebody else about their services. But I find it very effective. And and hey, would you be open to have a conversation with him, right? Or maybe lead him or her in the right direction. Um, you know, things like that. I find that Steve, I want to capture the head nods. We had a lot of head nodding as you were talking about the, the introductions. Go ahead. Yeah. I, 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 Jonathan, I wish we could, you know, do that more often because it's hard when you're talking to your own head and you're not getting it. I know you get to see it, Cameron, but I don't get to see anyone's reaction. It's tough, right? When you look at your own face for, for more than a minute. So, but anyway, yeah, that was, that was really it. The, the introduction uh, or, or referral or that is, I found that to be very effective. And then, 
you know, also asking one other thing that I like to do is the introduction, you know, the happy birth. I don't use the happy birthday. Uh, you know, congrats on your job change. Congrats uh, on your work anniversary. When I get a response back, I use that as an opportunity to engage them in conversation. Those are all very effective ways I find to engage people and start dialogue and hopefully get on a call. Because to me, there's very little I could type out that's going to be really connecting with people that when you have that real conversation in person or on the phone, Zoom, that's when you really get to really understand what people's needs are. And you're not in sales mode. You're in, you're in, you're in connecting mode. I love that. I want to bring in this bill before you jump in, just so that you can also comment on this. Angela Hill says, what about building relationships with those that have a massive resume? And it looks like they have everything they need already. And then Susan Costelli mentions keywords. Angela looks like there are so uh, much out there that people do know what they need. They could help them. Um, and just a little bit further. Sorry, there's so much out there. Never assume that people don't need my services or products through communicating and lighting them. Both of you can determine the need, whether it's there or not. Right. So I think what Susan is talking about, which is, I think one of the first things that I would definitely mention is don't assume that somebody doesn't need your, your, your stuff. Don't make that decision for them. Uh, put the content out there, have the conversation. Don't assume, don't make the decision for the customer that they don't want your product. That's not going to help your sales numbers. <laughs> go, go ahead, Bill. I'll let you jump in from there. Yeah, yeah. One of the things, Steve, that you said I love was that you you send a message back to to everyone that you connect with, and and so John asked before taking it from the from the connection all the way through to having a having a sales conversation. So, first of all, you have to have a connection strategy or connection philosophy. There are some people that are out that out there that will connect with anybody. In fact, they they used to have an acronym called LION, L-I-O-N. It stood for LinkedIn Open Networker. A lot of um, recruiters are, are open networkers. We're not, okay? Open, people who have open networks have a very high quantity of connections and a very low quality of a network just because they can't possibly know everyone they're connected with. And, and so, and then the other side of the coin is a purist, right? These are people that will only connect with people that are either in their industry or in their area or people they've met in person. So they haven't connected with a lot of people in the last year. And they have a very high quality of network, but low quantity of connections, right? Because they, they have a small network and they, they know it. We advocate for being a networker, which means that you kind of fall somewhere in, the, in, in between and that you evaluate every person that wants to connect with you and every person you want to connect with to see, does it make sense to connect with, this, with these people? And so what we advocate is looking at their profile, taking a look at them, finding some context in which to connect with them and selling to them is not a context, okay? So visit their profile, look at their content, engage on their content, and then they'll be more open to connecting with you. Don't use the LinkedIn pickup line. The LinkedIn pickup line is, hi, Brian, I see we have some mutual connections in common. Would you add me to your network here on LinkedIn? That's like the equivalent, the LinkedIn equivalent of, hey, come here often. There, that, that doesn't mean anything, right? Find a real actual reason to connect and send a message that says, hi, Brian, I really appreciated your piece on a day in the life of a social seller. I would love to see more of your content. Could you please add me to your network here on LinkedIn? Brynn's going to say, of course I will. Is she better anyway? Finding a reason to, to, to connect with them. Then once the connection is made, you want to follow that up with a message that says, hey, thank you so much for accepting my, my connection request. And then what we do is 
So Bryn, thank you so much for accepting my connection request. I'm not sure if you're exploring LinkedIn to use for your business development efforts, but if you are, I have some free resources or complimentary resources I'd love to share with you. Let me know, I'll send you a link. Then that's it. Now nothing happens until she comes back and says, yeah, I'd love that link. Then we send the link. Then after we, she has a link for a while, we might follow up and say, hey, so did you have any questions? I would love to get on a call and discuss with you what was in there. Offer you some insights around your LinkedIn use. What we're looking for is an opportunity to share more knowledge, to give, to give, to give, to give, because the more we give, the more opportunities we'll have that they're gonna have more hand raising moments where they go, wow, I never knew that. So I, I hope, John, that that kind of helps you take that take it through. And as far as connection requests you receive, you, you need to look at those the same way. Look at them, look at the person's profile, see, is this person a good fit for me? Or am I gonna accept it and are they gonna pitch me right away? And one of the things I'll say is if, if they haven't sent a personal note, I send, a, I send a note back to everyone that sends me a connection request without a personal note that says, Hey Cameron, thanks for the invite to connect. Typically I only connect with people I've either met or have had engagement with here on LinkedIn. Can you tell me how you found me and what about my profile triggered the connection request? Thanks, Bill. And I wait for them to come back to me and say, oh, hey, I saw you. I saw you on the Master Connector Series LinkedIn Live and you were okay. The other folks were great. You were okay, but I saw they connected. So, so you want to you want to do that, and and you want to make sure that you're evaluating. You you have to guard your network, right? Because if I'm a part of your network, then they're going to have access to me, right? So you you need to guard your network. So, so just, that's my that's my that big helps. question. I, I know I mentioned this before we jumped on, but am I am I thinking about the best in people? So this person that is sending me a connection request with the pitch included, right? Um, should I accept that? Should I try to engage that person? So maybe it isn't super vicious. It isn't like, uh, you know, hey, I'm, you know, a lead generation company and I can get you a thousand leads. Maybe it's not that one, but it's something along the lines of, hey, I help coaches and consultants da, 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 and uh, would love to connect with you. Should I connect with that person? And what should be my response? Should I accept it? And, and, try to have a conversation or should I just say, man, if they're approaching me this way, they're out. What, what should I do with that? I would love to answer this. So, yeah. So, so I'm going to say that it depends. Now, sometimes you may look at them and go, Oh, I can sell back. This is someone I want to prospect. You might go. So this is someone I might want to connect with. We obviously have, a, you know, we are selling LinkedIn training on LinkedIn. So my reaction to that is, you know, as a LinkedIn trainer, I'm curious, is this connect and pitch actually working for you? If it's not, I've got some great free resources I'd love <laughs> to share with you. So for me, when they do a really bad job on LinkedIn, there's an opportunity that they could join our e-learning and our membership community and learn how to do this better. So, you know, that's the way that we take this. But for you, you have to make a determination on if this person is good in your network, right? It's time to get a little selfish on this and go, so they're trying to sell me, but is this someone I want in my network? And if it is someone that you want in your network, call the elephant out of the room. So, you know, hey, Fred, thanks so much for the connection request. Typically, I don't connect with people that pitch 
immediately. However, I think there could be some synergies in our networks before I accept, well, you know, I, I want to know, are you open to networking? If in fact you want that, otherwise you are welcome to just ignore. I love that. Yeah, I love that a lot. I, I think it's it's really interesting, you know, because it, it is a case-by-case -case basis, I think, in a lot of times. And so you're sitting there like, man, now I got to think about this. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> where, where, you know, so I, I, I encourage people to make it easy, right? Don't, don't do that pose that, that connect and pitch thing. You make it a lot easier on the other person to say, if you, if you're offering the value, if you're saying, Hey, this is where I met you love to, I, I looked at your profile and I noticed this great thing about you and I can't wait to connect with you. Can't wait to see your content. Those are some much more interesting and beautiful ways to, to, to connect with people. All right. Who wants to jump in? Uh, I, hopefully uh, the delay is somewhat solved, uh, Steve. <laughs> I was trying to fix it. Much better. All Much right. Better. All right. Who else wants to jump in on this? I know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll just say something real quick. Uh, and I'd love to get, I, I put a question in the, uh, in the chat, private chat here for us. There's, there's definitely a, a debate on the, on the large network versus, you know, people, you know, and, and I, I definitely, I appreciate that perspective, which is the hybrid which I, I agree with, right? I know there's a lot of people that like feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to connect with them unless I know them, and and I think that's short-sighted. Um, but then there's also a good point. I mean, I'm I'm at getting close to thirteen thousand, and I know thirty thousand is my limit. So at some point, I'm going to have to be protective because then thirty thousand is what I'm going to be stuck with, right? So I got to make sure. And granted, I could have followers, but I can't have connections after thirty. And I hope eventually LinkedIn changes that. Um, but the other the other question, and and this is this is a, a thought that you know I, I'm I, I definitely hear everyone's opinions on this one, and that is I don't I'm not a big believer on putting the note in uh, when I do the connect request. Quite frankly, I don't know the exact percentage. I probably should know, but I would venture to guess that I'm probably eighty percent acceptance rate on a LinkedIn message, which which is pretty I think is pretty strong. Uh, it could even be closer to ninety. And a lot of that has to do with the profile itself. A lot of it has to do if your profile is strong, if you've got credibility through your profile, if you've made sure you've taken the time to make sure you have a good picture, make sure you've got you know a lot of recommendations, uh, you know quality recommendations, make sure you've got a good bio or the about section, right? All those things are important. And I think that brings the ratio up for me, people accepting me uh, when I put out a re connect request. But I'm making up for it because immediately after I'm sending the connect request. Now, on the flip side, I'm accepting people. I'm not being super judgmental. Well, that's not a good word. I'm not judgmental. I try to be discerning. Let me use the word discerning about who, I, who I'm going to. Like if yeah, I've said this before on the show, if, if, the, if the, the person doesn't have a profile picture or it's just their dog and that's it and they're from Zimbabwe, I'm probably not going to accept them. Uh, probably about to get scammed, you know, th something like that. So, so I, I try to be a little discerning, but, but at the same time, here's the, my point, what's the worst if I accept them and I don't, and then they try to pitch me or they don't bring value. Uh, I could always unaccept them. I could always disconnect, right? It's not like, it's not costing me anything uh, as long as I, you know, I could always unconnect. So that's my perspective. And again, I don't know if there's any right or wrong here. One, one of the things we love about the show is that we, we appreciate different perspectives and we don't think that there's one way to go. It's one way is the only way, you know, 
but uh, I'm definitely learning from you guys. I'm, I'm, I know Cameron and I really appreciate hearing your perspective. You guys, you know, me and Cameron, no, no, no disrespect, Cameron, I'll just speak for me. We're kind of winging it. You guys are professionals, right? So we, we want to know what you have to have to say for sure. Yeah. So Steve, there is another option. You can actually reply before accepting, right? So whether they have a note or not. So when you're on LinkedIn and you go to your My Network tab and you go to the See All Invitations and the People tab, you'll see all the people that have requested and you'll see Ignore and Accept. But on the bottom left, if you know if they actually have a personal note, you'll see that personal note there with a reply. If they don't, it'll just say message. So you can simply say, hey, Steve, thanks so much for your connection request. Typically, I only connect with people I know may ask how you found me to the point uh, that that Bill made very clearly. So you don't have to worry about connecting and disconnecting if it doesn't work. I rarely ignore someone. And I'll just tell you a quick story. I worked with a banker in Philadelphia who was a purist and just didn't even click ignore, had you know dozens and dozens of people that had reached out to the banker uh, and he didn't know them. And one of them was from Spain. And he's like, I, I only lend in Philadelphia. Well, I had them, I had that banker re reply, not connect, not accept the connection request, but reply with, you know, thanks so much for your connection request. Typically only connect with people I know. They ask if you found me and he got a reply pretty quickly. And this was already months old that said, um, we recently opened our headquarters in the Philadelphia Navy Yard and we were looking for a local bank, but we've got it covered. Thanks. So he missed on an opportunity because he was too selective. But I understand if you don't want to connect with everyone, just make sure you're not ignoring them and you are replying before accepting. I love that a lot. Let me let me ask a question to to the the social the uh, social sales link team here. I know you guys train companies. We have insurance professionals. We got different folks that are doing coaching. Lots of different industries here. We want to make sure that LinkedIn is easy in the sense that all right, I want to hit multiple people uh, with a strategy with communication that's going to bring them into my customer sales funnel. I don't want to just say funnel because that can sound just salesy and like you're not taking care of people and you're just pushing people into like some sort of scam. But we all have a sales process, a sales funnel, so to speak, in the sense that, all right, you know, maybe they call us, maybe they email us, we follow up with them, we show them the services, they they agree, we get them set up, we service them, we follow up, we ask for feedback, hopefully all that kind of stuff, right? So what are some ways that we can get folks sort of interested in what we're doing, whatever that is, and bring them into our sales funnel repeatedly, right? So there's the connection request. I think we've kind of driven that home. We've talked about that. But now we're on LinkedIn. We're connected to people. What are the things that you're doing content-wise, message-wise to continually bring people into your business? Um, I'm happy to start, but I'd love to get everybody's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. view on this. I think, so there are a few things that start conversations. One of them are referrals. So even if they're a first degree connection, if you haven't had a conversation with them, 
you may take a look and see who are some of your shared connections. I might say, hey, Bob, uh, you know, I've been connected to Steve for a couple of years uh, and I'm looking to start up a conversation with him again. I see you're connected. How well do you know him? You go, oh, he's my bud. I was just on his show. Oh, yeah, really? Cool. You know, would you be open to jumping on a quick call with me, providing some insights before I reach out? And I can either ask you for an introduction, ask Bob for an introduction or say, hey, Bob, when I reach out to Steve, can I mention that we had this conversation and you thought it made sense for me to connect? And so now when I connect and say, Steve, Bob Woods and I were chatting the other day and your name came up in our conversation. After talking a little bit about, you know, kind of my what we're doing, he thought it made sense for me to reach out and introduce myself. Let's connect and I'll loop you in on what we chatted about. Now we connect and we're assuming the conversation because Bob said, so Steve's going to take it because Bob said. And so that to me is one of the most effective ways. Now that's first or second degree. We used to really only teach this for second degree. And I recently did this for a first degree. And I went to Bill, I'm like, why are we not doing this for first degrees that we want to re-engage? He's like, oh, I don't know, let's do it, right? So it works just as well, if not more powerful when you're already connected to them and their name came up in a conversation. So, so just kind of think through, um, you know, who can you leverage to start those conversations? So that's my tip. Brent, I'm going to ask a follow-up question and, and guys feel free to, to jump in. Uh, I don't want to disclude our, our, our gentleman here. You talked about first degree connections, second degree connections. I think one of the strengths of the LinkedIn platform, Steve and I definitely benefit from this, utilizing this platform is that the content that you can put out on LinkedIn reaches probably better than a lot of other platforms, second and third level connections. Can you explain what the first level, second level, and third level connections actually are to your profile and to your content? And what are some of the different strategies that you're utilizing to actually engage those people that you're connected with on the first uh, level of, of connection? And what what is actually connecting with anybody that's not included in those people that you're connected with? Can I can I get Bob to talk about that a little bit? Because he, he really does a lot with content. Bob Woods, the beast of LinkedIn. Let's go. <laughs> I'm still getting those t-shirts. Um, so, uh, if, um, so your first degree people are obviously the ones that you're connected to. It's kind of like six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon for, for, for lack of a better way. Second group, second degrees are the people that your that your first degrees know. And the third degrees are everyone else essentially. So um, when you share a piece of content, only your first degrees see it in their feeds and whether or not they, they see it has a lot to do with the LinkedIn algorithm, which is a totally separate show. But let's just say that a first degree sees it um, and then makes a comment on it. At that point, that person, uh, your first degrees comment is seen by all of that person's first degree. So in other words, second degrees. At that point, second degrees can chime in and then at, at, at that point, that person who is a second degree to you, their network sees it. And that's really the, the multiplicative um, event going on there. So, I mean, just a couple of, of comments from, from, from key first degree people and then a couple of second comments or second degree comments, rather. You could really get a lot of great momentum from just one post. And that also works with 
comments as well. So a lot of people go, oh God, I don't want to, you know, post 24-7. You can you can get a lot done through uh commenting as well. But the comments can't be just like a you know great post spread. I mean, you you really have to add to what was shared with some great insight of your own so that other people will want to comment on it. At that point, you'll see the the other people who are commenting and then you could potentially reach out to them depending on whether or not it it makes sense to to do so. So that's kind of uh um so that's the the multiplicative of of social essentially which is, you know, you're you're looking for for that on any platform, but especially with LinkedIn, you're looking for the people with whom uh, you know, you may want to start a relationship with. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say that, you know, we have a lot of people modeling those kind of comments in the live broadcast today. We have people that are going deep, asking questions, talking to people, engaging mm-hmm. with people versus, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice when people are like, Hey, great show. Nice. Thank you. We love those. We, I don't, don't get me wrong. We, 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 we love, <laughs> we love the, but the engagement where not only is it something that it's, it's an actual engagement showing that you're interacting with the content, but it's sparking more engagement. It's, it's, it's leaving an opening for more comments, which then the algorithm loves, right? To your point, Bob, the algorithm loves that engagement and LinkedIn does a really good job of pushing that forward and pushing that out and pushing that out to as many people as possible. Once it recognizes that a few people are on that, are on that train. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when, when you look at your own content and, and you're seeing that it's only get, um, you know, a couple hundred views, a couple thousand views or whatever, don't be necessarily discouraged by that. It's the comments that are coming in as, as well as the people who you could potentially start relationships with. That is what you're really looking for. It's always a great ego stroke to have like 10, 15,000 views on a post. There's no doubt about that. But if you're getting in a bunch of people who you really can't, um, you know, uh, develop a relationship with, it's it's not as worth it. I would much rather have a smaller view count and more comments, really intelligent comments that I can engage with, with people, not only within the comments and then adding value and adding insights to every single thing that you do, or, you know, that, that I do there, uh, that's much more valuable than just seeing, you know, a a post with 15,000 views and only five, five comments. I would much rather have smaller views and more highly intelligent comments that I can engage with. Yeah, I love this, uh, Bill. Uh, just getting in, busy in the in the chat here, as Mark Hunter says. You, can, you, can't, you can't take the likes and the comments to the bank at all, right? It, yeah. But when in you know, I've, I've seen this too. Is you know, from my own engagement, you can take that engagement that got somebody to look at your profile and send you a connection request, or brought somebody mm-hmm. in that you didn't know, yep. and now you yep. are meeting somebody that's within your industry because they are interested in the content, and now somebody that you didn't even know wasn't on your radar. You're now connected to with them because of something, you know, in terms of, of uh, engagement on your content, John McPhillips asks, is it okay to ask for comments? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I, yeah, I'm going to say, and- say something here. You know, I, I had uh, somebody, something happened to me today, uh, a young lady, I won't mention her. I don't want to uh, put, you know, put her on the carpet, so to speak, but she, she sent me a message saying, could you comment on my on my 
my post. And I'm like, could you send me the link to that? Cause she wanted me to go find it. I'm yeah. like, you gotta, you gotta help me here a little bit. You want right. me to do that? Just help yep. me. And yeah. she gave me pushback. She's like, just go to my, my business page. I'm like, um, <laughs> no, no you're going to have to help me a little bit here. It, it's, and it's really simple. I, I love Bob's reaction right there because it's my reaction too. When yeah. somebody's like asking me to do something and they don't make it easy for me, it's like, are right. you serious? But, but but this is the problem though, is is they don't know how to do it. And, and right. so that that's why, you know, you go up to three dots and you click on that, copy link to share, and you put that in the, in the direct the direct message. And to your point, Cameron, yeah, when we share content and we get the we get that engagement, that can lead to I'm hearing an echo somewhere. Um no, you're good, you're good. That that can that can lead to business, that can lead to sales conversations. That's the long game of LinkedIn. That's really more like like content marketing and social media marketing. There's a short game to LinkedIn. And that is finding your ideal clients and getting that content into their hands, into the inbox, right into LinkedIn, copying it, asking. I did it today with a poll and, and I've sent out, I sent out 80 direct messages. I've had over a thousand views of the poll already and about 35 or 40 votes. And, and it's, it's setting me up very nicely for what I want to do. And, and so that's the, the short game. And then the medium game is working it all together and having a consistency of using LinkedIn on a regular basis. I love Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love the book. The quote that I always fall to when it comes to LinkedIn is that we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. And if we don't have a system in place for prospecting, if we don't have a system in place for using LinkedIn on a regular basis, we're not going to do it on a regular basis and we're not going to be consistent. And so if we're not consistent, then it falls to the wayside and it's just another thing that everybody's telling me that 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 I should do. And I, we're, we're close on time. So I want to give everyone this one thing that's worth the price of admission. And, and that's to understand that you are probably already connected on LinkedIn with some of your ideal clients or really key networking partners and you don't even know it. And so you can actually export your connections into an Excel spreadsheet from LinkedIn. And uh, if you go to, to to our website or you just reach out to me or Bob or, or Bryn, we can send you those steps to show you how to do it and then give what Bryn calls CPR to your connections. Bryn, you want to talk about CPR? Yeah, so CP, we want to we want to conduct CPR with our connection. So yes, we want to breathe air back and breathe life back into them, but it's really about taking inventory and identifying our clients, C, our prospects, P, and our referral partners, R. So once you export those connections, create a column on the left-hand side and mark CPR. Only about 10%. So if you have a thousand connections, there'll be about a hundred that you mark CP or R. And now we know how we want and, to- And say, say the CPR for folks one more time and we'll get it into the comments too, right? Client, prospect, and referral partner. We need, so we have, if you have a thousand connections, there are probably a hundred people that fall under one of those three. And those are the people that we want to start relationships with. We want to build and deepen connection. So we want to nurture them, but first we have to categorize them. So if it's a current client or a past client, right? We, there's, there's one track. If uh, they are a prospect, 
there's another track. And if they're a referral partner, there's a third. Ah, uh, look at you, Bill, putting those steps in there. Um, so, you know, we, we real it is absolutely essential that we take the time, we slow it down, right? And, and we, we become purposeful in the things that we want to do and we're going to do. And we, we cut out the random acts of social and really, you know, as, as Bill was talking about, we have a process in place of the things that we're going to do and what we're going to say each day, just like any other sales activity, we need to be, you know, really focused and purposeful in, in our activities. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. Steve, uh, just to, cause we're, we are getting down on time. I'm going to give a chance for everybody to kind of give their, their end of, of uh, show spiel uh, takeaways for folks and everything. But see, for folks that are trying to build their network and build business on LinkedIn, like Brent is talking about, how should they be building this kind of, because you, you're a, you're a LinkedIn monster. I know you do LinkedIn every day. If, if your time is limited though, and you just want to do it for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour on LinkedIn every day, what would you focus on? And I, I think we'll, we'll get this as, as we go around, because uh, I think this is a big deal for folks trying to create these conversations, get business into their business, make LinkedIn work for them. Go ahead, Steve, and then we'll go around uh, Bob, Bill, and Bren. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So uh, great content so far. So uh, for me, you know, the one thing I'm doing on a regular basis is probably maybe five or seven minutes a day is I'm, I'm I'm sending out connect request messages or connect requests. And I'm not doing the messages. I, I, I share that, but I'm sending out connect requests. My goal is 10 to 15 to 20 or more every day. Um, there were times where even a lot more LinkedIn has been uh, locking me down. So can't do that. Um, but you know, they're purposeful. They're not just generic random people, right? Uh, I forget what the quote was, but it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, the pickup bar kind of stuff. I forget what he said. But um, so it's, it's connect requests. It's then responding to, uh, you know, the, 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 the messages I get back uh, in a timely manner. I don't let them sit. I respond to them. And then also, as I look in my connect request, uh, I'm sorry, my, my new connections, I'm looking at and I'm, I'm sending messages to those people that recently connected with me. Uh, and then lastly, I'm, I'm going on and I'm looking in my in my newsfeed and my, in my, um, well, specifically my notifications. And I'm looking for, uh, you know, new anniversaries, workshop, job anniversaries, job changes. Um, and I'm, I'm sending out those messages, you know, congrats on, et cetera. And then lastly, I'll go and look at my newsfeed and see if there's anybody, any, anything interesting that I, I want to comment on anything that I want to, uh, anyone I want to connect with. Cause like, uh, I forget who it was, maybe it was, uh, it was Bob said it, you know, if you're, you know, a second or third connection, sometimes th those will show up as well. And if these are somebody I want to connect with, I might uh, reach out to connect with them. And a little hack, by the way, if you see their connect, there is their uh, their profile. When you go to their profile, and it only says follow, there's like buttons on the on the right of follow. If you click that, you'll on and especially I do a lot on the app, more on the app than on the computer. If you hit the buttons on the on the right of it, you'll see it says connect. So there's still an opportunity. It's not only to follow, you can actually hit connect. 
And and I'll do that with the right type of people. Like let, now, obviously, yeah, we're, let, me, let me just chime in here because I think this is important as we're we're talking about this because you're getting into technical of buttons. I think this is one of those things if you're going to decide to be serious about LinkedIn, which so many of our community is. Uh, I know I really only got super serious last year because I've been on LinkedIn for a long time. But I say, oh, I want to grow my network. I want to grow my brand. Part of that daily commitment every piece of technology, there's going to be some challenges, buttons, it changes, right? There's constant changes. We talked about the profile photo. Now you can do a video in that spot. So that daily exercise is strengthening that muscle so that you can get better at doing all these things, whether you're using the app, whether you're using the, the uh, uh, online on the, on the PC, on the desktop. And, you know, I think for, for us here that are using it, you know that, oh, wow, I can do something on the, the mobile, like send the video message, like Bill demonstrated earlier. I can do that on the phone. I can't do that on the computer, but I can do that on the phone. So there's advantages to using the tool in, in different ways. Sorry, Steve. I just wanted to, I thought, I thought you were making a great point there with uh, how to actually use it and get into it. And that's part of the strength of using the tool every day, because if you just jumped into this once a month, you wouldn't know how to direct people on that. Yeah, yeah. So that was really it. It, it was, uh, but it looks like Bren wants to say something. But yeah, I'm trying to put something in chat, but it keeps auto correcting on my phone. So <laughs> and it, and I keep deleting it. So, but probably well, auto correct is like a blessing and a curse, right? How many it's things have you sent to somebody terrible. and it just like, I'm like, hello, Diane. And it's like, dime. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so I, so socialsaleslink.com slash day in the life will take you to an ebook and now we got all fuzzy too so all these fun things happening so day in the life will take you to um an ebook that tells you the things that you can do on a consistent basis um and and we have like little time so it's 7 a.m at 7 15 at 7 30 right and it'll take you through the activities that you can do on a daily and weekly basis. So socialsaleslink.com slash day in the life, all lowercase. And I would love to figure out, there we go. Is that better? My back? You're good. You're good. All right. So so Bob and then Bill and then Brent, give us, give us your one takeaway for folks. Uh, we want to close things out. It's actually 301 already. So we're, we're, this is the close of the show. Thanks, folks, for hanging with us. Keep asking those questions. I know we'll be digging into the comments after the show. Uh, Brent gave us the great uh, hashtag replay. If you're watching this on the replay, make sure you do the hashtag replay with the comments. We'd love to know who's watching this on the replay. Bob, uh, take it away here. Yeah, so um, actually, I'm, I'm going to tap in a little bit of, of what you just said, Cameron, about, about, you know, building muscles. The other part about when you build muscles is you also get muscle memory. So as you do this stuff more and more, it may be uncomfortable at first, especially when it comes to po uh, posting and commenting on, on content. Um, you can really develop a muscle mem memory there so it gets easier as you keep doing it. So... I would, the, the only takeaway that, that I would have for, for everyone here is, you know, obviously um, listen to everything we said, implement as, as much as you feel comfortable with, it will get easier as you do it. Mm -hmm. I, and I was in television once upon a time. So, so, so I can like wrap things up in like 30 seconds. So that's me. <laughs> All right, Bill, take it away here. And I'm going to show the uh, the free resource. I just uh, posted it into 
the comments for all of our folks watching, uh, the social sales link, uh, my co the content library link here. I'll put that the on LinkedInLibrary.com. Yeah. Yep, LinkedInLibrary.com. And so I'm a I'm a salesperson, so I've never been succinct ever in my life. Um, but the first thing is sign up for our library because there is a there are a ton of resources there that can help you right now. Because here's the here's the truth of the matter. There's so much that you can be doing on LinkedIn. It starts with your profile. And Steve talked about it before, about the strength of a strong profile. You want to transform your profile from a resume to a resource. You want it to resonate with your prospects. You want it to create curiosity. You want to answer questions with it. And we have resources in the library that will help you to do that. Also, book a call with one of us. We, we would, I would love to meet with you 15 minutes. And in 15 minutes, I can share some insights on your profile that will help you leverage LinkedIn better and more consistently. That was pretty concise. Good job, Bill. <laughs> All right, Brent, take us away. And then we'll, we'll finish up with our master connector, Steve Spiro. Go ahead, Brent. So five things to keep in mind. Your profile. Make sure you've got a profile that shows up as you as the thought leader, subject matter expert, bringing in value. Number two, start socially listening. Figure out what it is that your buyer cares about. Number three, start curating, creating, and engaging on content. Number four, nurture your connections. That's exporting your connections and searching your first degree connections and reaching out to start conversations. Number five, leveraging your clients and your networking partners to get referrals and permission to name drop. Simply identify who knows who you're looking to meet and start conversations to uh, around insights on your prospects. Love My that. mic great. is dropped. Great, 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 great tips. Steve Spear, I'll take us away here. Uh, and just to pre prepare everybody, we will be doing a countdown to crush it. So Steve, take us away and then I'll throw that up on the screen when you're ready. Absolutely. Great, great job, everyone. And, uh, uh, you know, viewers, uh, community, th that was great as well. This is really good. We didn't even, I don't even think we got to like three of the four questions, uh, you know, that we had prepared, but this was great dialogue. It was awesome. Really good content. Appreciate everyone. You know, and, and, and what I, what I love about LinkedIn, I was talking to somebody about it, uh, yesterday. It's really been a great way for us to really get out there and connect with people and not feel isolated and really, allow this to truly be a global world that we live in where we can connect with people everywhere. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the, some of the panelists today, Bob, Bill, Bryn, we're talking about like LinkedIn is a version of networking. What the challenge with traditional networking is it had to be within a 90 mile radius at the most of where you live, but LinkedIn allows you to get everywhere. So it's a great way for us to really be a blessing to other people and be the light. And yes, you know, some of us are looking to LinkedIn to eventually maybe make some sales and that's fine. But let's just keep in mind that this is a community that people want. They, they want to to be uh, they, they don't want to be pitched. So please, let's make sure that we're being a blessing to people. We're being the light. Uh, and, and this is a, a great time. I'm so excited and optimistic about the new place that we're at right now in, in uh, the world where we're coming out of COVID. Spring is here. Summer's just about here, and we're it's weather's beautiful outside here. So uh, let's let's make sure we we be a blessing and touch a bunch of people and and get out there and 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 really serve the world. So appreciate everyone again, and and I guess uh, that was it for now. And Cameron, we'll 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 then uh, do the countdown. You want to bring me back? There you go. There All we right. go. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Woo! All right. So 
Uh, I just want to mention that next Friday, June 11th, motivation. Is it an inside job? That's a chef. Jeff Dobro was turning in, in the comments today. Demi Gray and Adriana Albertson will be with us. We're excited about that. Go ahead and count us down, Steve. It's going to be a great show. And don't forget on the 21st, Bob Berg. We're going to have Bob Berg. So uh, Monday 21st, uh, the go-giver author. So anyway, let's do the current crush it here. We, we love, love, love Bob Berg. Oh, he's, he's amazing. Okay. He's amazing. So five, four, three, two, one. Crush, crush it! it! Thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're doing it down in the comments. We want to keep those questions and comments coming. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We value you so much for being a part of our community. We will see you next week. Fire up your Friday. Fired up Friday. With Steve Spiro, the master connector. I am Steve Spiro, the master connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the Master Connector.